Here's my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron, and my dad, Don. All right, what's going on, you guys? It's episode number 66. Can you believe that? Of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron, I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by. We sure do appreciate that. Thanks for that, G-Force O'Neill. And, of course, uh, Charlie the Dog Runner around here, too. want to thank everybody, too, who's going out to Glow FM. Super yeah, cool. if you'd like to be an individual sponsor of the Ron and Don Show, it's super easy. Just go to glow.fm. It's not a .com. It's a .fm slash Ron and Don Radio. And then you pick your amount. We appreciate it. It helps us carry the load of getting this podcast out to you each and every week. Yeah. Uh, coming up uh, on the Ron and Don Show, Priest. Should he be able to have partners, like sexual partners, like a female partner, a male partner, the Pope? He's talked about this before, and that's why I'm pretty amazed at a decision that he just made. We'll talk about that. And also, elephant hunting. If you want to go elephant hunting, uh, there's an auction for that. So we'll tell you I can do that. Before we go to that, let's get to this. Uh, Valentine's Day uh, is upon us, and I really struggle with this holiday. Because I, I are you are you... Are you supposed to reach out to coworkers? Are you supposed to reach out to friends and family? Am I supposed to reach out to my mother on this one? I just don't know. Ron, how do you handle Valentine's Day? And then I want to talk about one of the biggest, most expensive Valentine. And this is something you don't even know. It's one of the biggest, most expensive Valentine's Day mistakes I have ever made cost me over ten thousand dollars. Wow! I can't a, wait to hear about that. A huge. I, I know you can't. It's a. It's very embarrassing, but I can't. I, I'm going to share it here in just a moment. But then I'm going to ask you about maybe one of your Valentine's mistakes uh, after because because sometimes you do things and it just doesn't land the way that you thought it was going to land. I well, guess. See, I'm I'm a little bit of a pessimist on this. I think. People that go to like an Irish bar on on uh, St. Patrick's Day, yeah. or they go to a, a, a Mexican restaurant on Cinco de Mayo, or you go out to eat at a fancy restaurant on Valentine's Day, is a total rookie move. Uh, like it, it just seems like it's set up for failure. Like the expectations all wrong. It's amateur hour. So like like for instance, if you let's say met someone right now yeah. and you were wanting to go out or even if you've been married for 25 years book doing the whole routine on Valentine's Day. It's, a, it's on a Friday this year. So really like you're really going to battle the masses, go out to a nice restaurant it's there's nowhere to go but down. There's a lot of pressure on guys. A lot though. of pressure a lot on of guys. Pre- lot of, and I wonder if women feel this pressure too. I don't a know what they do. A lot of pressure on women. But women, just so you know, we feel pressure. We feel we, we feel pressure all around us as guys. I believe in creating a ritual on a day like Valentine's Day if you're with a significant other yeah. that's light, that's fun, mm. that has no pressure. Okay. For, like like make it uh, talk to Taco Friday. Yeah. Like do something that's just go go get some pizza. Well, all I do like, is do I, something that's fun. All I do is I create more pressure for myself. And in fact, you'll remember this. I was in my twenties. I was dating a girl. We'll just call her Dee Dee for fun. I was dating some girl. Let's, I remember Dee Dee. Let's call her Dee Dee. And uh, things didn't end well as usual. Right. And, and, that's what, your move. What's kind of weird is I'll be kind of in a relationship that I'm think I'm in, and then I don't think I want to be in that relationship and then the relationship ends and then i'm like oh 
I think I want to be in that relationship. But by the time I want to be in the relationship, it's too late. So then I'll do some things now, to try to get still in that mode, back in the relationship. That was you for the first like and 30 then, years of your life. And then I get back into it and then that doesn't work out. And so then it ends up that we don't talk for a couple of years. And then down the road, we end up best friends. It's typically what happens sure. with, with all the women that day. So, so anyway, we're going out. You and, and Dee Yeah, we're going out. And she had been dating a guy that drove a cabulance. And I don't know if you know what a cabulance is. It's a cab, it's an ambulance, it's a cabulance, right? And so uh, what a cabulance used to do back in the day is you would pick up people, let's say that they needed uh, some help and they need to get to the hospital. So you go pick them up in a cab. This was before there was Lyft and all these other services. So uh, so we were da- I, I, I thought I think we were dating. I think we were dating. I think we were exclusive. I never have that conversation, and I should. I didn't have the conversation about whether we're exclusive or not. I pull up to her house one day, and there's a cabulance that is parked out front of the house. Okay. Right? And I'm thinking to myself. What time of day? Oh, it's, a, it, 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 it's probably at dusk. Probably about 5, 5.30, okay. something like this. There, there could be legitimate reasons why a cabulance is there. Yeah, this is over uh, in West Seattle. And I had stopped by. It's around Valentine's Day, and I'm going to drop off some Valentine's Day uh, gifts. And so I go to drop these, in the, and I see the cabulance, and I'm, and I'm like, what, what do I do? Because I have this Whitman Valentine's Day sampler Ugh. from Walgreens. Right? See, it's a trap. Yeah, and I stop by the Safeway, and I got some flowers from there, some carnations, which, by the way, I found out women hate carnations. I have done a, a non-official survey of, of three women. They hate them. They all hate carnations. Yeah, in fact, you and I were just doing an open house at my friend Laura's house, and she saw the carnations. She's like, who bought these? And she threw them out the window, and I'm like, I just spent $14.99 on She's those. Like, I Safeway. don't like the carnations. Yeah, so... I pull up and I'm and I'm like, what do I do here? What am I going to do? Do I go up and do I knock on the door and do I drop off the the candy and the and the flowers and all this? Did knowing, you were you just knowing, stopping by, knowing that the Cabulance guy might be might be inside? What's that? Were you just stopping by? You know what? I lived on the east side. I just happened to be happened driving. To be I just happened to be candy on and flowers. I just happened to be on Fauntleroy you on were, Valentine's you Day. You got to call ahead, bro. So anyway, I I'm sitting there and I panic and I'm and then I start asking myself, I wonder what the Cabulance guy has. That I don't have, right? Because he's probably he's got a cabulance. He's, he's for one. He's probably dropping off something also. And then I think to myself, and I'm 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 like I'm 26 at this time, and I'm like, how can I one up this guy? Because here he is. He's a cab. He has an ambulance. He has and a you cabulance. Have such a great understanding of how dating works. He's in the house. I'm not right. So he's he's inside there. So how how do do you go knock on the door and then those two answer? I mean, what do you do? And so this is what I decided to do, which is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. I had just gotten a boat. You remember my boat? I do remember your boat. 23 and a half foot Maxim, 454 Bravo 3 prop. Do you remember that thing? Yeah, this is how you're going to attract women. In fact, we sunk that boat one time, but we'll get to that uh, story. That's another story. We didn't sink the boat. You sank the boat. And we also learned on a boat, you shouldn't have high heels on a boat, but we're going to have to shelve that because we'll get too many stories going here. I decide for some reason, because she doesn't know about the boat yet, that I'm going to drive back to the east side. I'm going to go get my boat, brand new boat, and I'm going to trailer it to her house, and I'm going to park the boat right by the cabulance. Then I'm going to go knock on the door with uh, the candy and the flowers, and then I'm going to ask her, 
uh, if she would like to go uh, boating with me on Valentine's Day. Okay, so let me let me just do a quick interview with you. <laughs> Hold on, let me do a quick interview. Don't, you, don't, let, you, me, let me interview. You don't let know me this interview. Video. Okay. <laughs> In your brain, yeah, my, what happens? My 26-year-old brain. My 26-year-old brain. What happens when, when you pull the boat up and you park it in West Seattle, is she going to go, oh my God, look at this guy. His acne's not that bad. He's got candy and flowers and a boat. Where do I sign up? Yes. That's That's, what I'm thinking. Okay. I got the boat. I got the candy. I got the flowers. I get the girl. Right. A boat, a candy and flowers. That has to trump a cabulance every time. Right. Yeah. And I got to say, I'm a little jealous of the cabulance because it's this guy's own business and everything else. So, so anyway, I run in and get the boat. Running I, and get the boat in Kirkland, that, that's like an hour and a half round not, trip. It's not in Kirkland. It's over in Newport. Over in, hour actually, and a half actually, round trip. Actually farther. Uh, so I go and I get, I, get, I get the boat and I come back by her house. Cabin's right? still there? Uh, cabin's is gone now. So I'm like, huh, interesting. I'm going to go ahead and I uh, make my move. So I, I, I pull up in the boat with the, with the truck. And I have the candy. I got the flowers. What do you? What is your line? Go to the door. I happen to be towing my boat through West Seattle <laughs> from, I don't from even, Bellevue. You know what's incredible? It's, it's it was it had never been in the salt water. I don't even know where to launch the boat over in West Seattle. I don't even know if there's a boat launch over there at the time when I'm 26. So I don't I don't even have a plan other than the fact that I'm going to pull up with the boat and I'm going to pull up with the flowers. I'm going to pull up with the candy. And uh, we're going to go boating somewhere, even though I don't know where to go boating. So I pull up and I go and I knock on the door and we start to have a chat. And uh, she's like, oh, hey, Don. Yeah. And, and, what are you doing here with your boat? Happy Valentine's Day. And I don't say anything about the guy with the cabulance and all that. The ex-boyfriend or maybe he's still the boyfriend because we don't know. So I don't I don't know. So I share these things with her. And then I say, hey, uh, you may have noticed to that boat across the street? Yeah. Brought the boat. And so I was wondering if maybe you would like to go to boating. Uh, go boating. And she's like, what boat? And she, so I turn around and the boat is not there. Huh. Yeah. Boat's not there. Truck's not there. Truck and boat, not there. They are, well, they have, I forgot to put the emergency break on and so the boat and the truck went on a little ride without uh me don of the ronadon as the driver in the boat and truck so anyway steep hill that fauntleroy it was it was about 11 houses uh, down down the street how did it finally stop well uh the truck jackknifed and then the boat kind of went flying off the trailer. So we had the trailer, we had a jackknife trailer, we had the we had the truck, and then we had the boat, which is kind of now is kind of now on the concrete. So nonetheless, I had to make some phone calls to retrieve the boat. The truck seemed to be okay. The boat not so much, along with the trailer, maybe about ten thousand dollars in damage. I'm surprised this relationship didn't work the out. The good news is. I didn't do that much damage to the later uh, to the neighbor's fence, so I felt pretty good about that. Nonetheless, she really appreciated the flowers. She appreciated, uh, I think, the gesture of showing up with the chocolates. 
And believe it or not, we didn't get to go boating that night. Hmm. So that didn't happen. And then she moved away. We didn't talk to each other for about probably 11 years. And now she's one of my best friends. So how about that? Does she get back together with the Cavulins guy? I think she's married to him now. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, it's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, are you ready to sit down with Ron and Don? Start your real estate journey? Reach out to Ron. Just write him ron at windermere.com. Hey, everybody. It's the Ron and Don Show. All right, episode uh, number 66 of the Ron and Don Show. We draw every Monday, every Wednesday, every Thursday. And thank you so much for going out to uh, Glow FM. We really appreciate you guys for sponsoring the Ron and Don Show. Ron, how can you do that? Yeah, just go to glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. Pick an amount, and uh, we love it when you help support the show. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, not much of a hunter growing up. I grew up around a lot of hunters. My whole family, hunting, fishing, all that stuff they seem to love. My son loves to go fishing. I just don't like holding dead things. I just, I don't, I I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy killing things. I don't enjoy holding them. And then I don't enjoy taking out a knife. And then uh, after you've already shot and murdered them, and, and now you're taking them apart, and then you're looking at their stomach, and you're saying, hey, look at this fish. Isn't it interesting that this fish ate this other fish? And then you, in my family, you kind of examine. Uh, we would go, and we'd catch a lot of carp, a lot of catfish. We'd go in Lake Michigan. We would catch uh, a lot, a lot of salmon there. And you pull them out, you cut open the stomach, and then you go through the... And for some reason, that's interesting. And then we take the heads of the fish. We cut them off with saws. We'd feed them to cats. We'd watch the cats eat the fish. I, for whatever reason, I don't love that. I don't love hanging a deer in the garage like my uh, brother used to do, my dad used to do, and then cutting out all their guts and stuff. And, and then when you go to taste the meat... It, it's, it's, it's not that, and I don't have anything against that. I just, I, it, it's not a sport that I, that I really enjoy. How about you? Have you enjoyed fishing? I've never and, uh, been hunting. Hunting uh, earlier? Fishing I'm fine with, but I've never, I've never been hunting. This story I think we're going to see everywhere on social media uh, coming up soon because the, the country of Botswana has uh, gone and taken to auction. They're going to auction off seven packages of 10 elephants each to hunters. Wow. And so they are saying, the government's saying, there's some new leadership there. They're saying, hey, we're getting some complaints from farmers that villagers are being trampled, uh, crops are being lost, and so we have a, a relatively big population of elephants. This will raise a lot of money. Uh, they usually say, they didn't say it explicitly here, but a lot of times they'll say this goes into conservation. Mm -hmm. And so then you're going to have these folks, the bidding starts... Uh, 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 with a refundable deposit of $18,300 where we're going to start, and it goes up from there. Wow. So you're going to get hunting enthusiasts that don't see anything wrong with taking an elephant, and uh, even if it's for a trophy, and you see, you're going to see these pictures all over the internet, all over the world. And so on on both sides of this argument, uh, I guess we'll let, I'll play devil's advocate and get your take on both sides. So if you are a hunter, and a country is offering this up legally, so in, in it, it might it wouldn't be illegal in America, but or in Europe, but in Botswana it is legal. The government is saying this is legal, and you this is a dream that you've had. You grew up hunting, uh, you liked big game, or maybe you have a collection. Uh, you've always dreamt of doing this, or it's something your family or your grandfather and you did. Uh, if you have the money to do it, 
Should you be allowed? Should you go ahead and feel good about doing this? See, this is the thing. This is where I want to understand local culture. For instance, we could see somebody on the internet from Wisconsin with a deer, and they just they killed a deer, and now they're gutting the deer, and they're going to eat the deer, all that stuff. And you're like, oh, poor deer. But if you've ever been to Wisconsin, I mean, these deer will take you out because they're overpopulated in Wisconsin. And if you're driving along, you don't have deer whistles on your car or you don't have deer whistles on your truck, your semi, whatever that is. Uh, these deer, uh, in fact, my sister, my sister Beth had a deer go right through her windshield and almost kill her as a result of that. So the herd there in Wisconsin, we know that the herd has to be thinned, right? Or we always heard, for instance, here in the Puget Sound years ago that there were too many salmon and that the herd had to be thinned, and so it was okay to go out and fish. Well, then we find out that that wasn't true and that people were overfishing. In Wisconsin, we continue to find out that there's lots of deer there, and they have to find creative ways to thin the herd. This is what I would want to know. I would want to know more about these elephants and if the herd really has to be thin, because I would get that and understand that. But a lot of times what you have is you have governments, Ron, that are stepping in, they take this money, they pocket it, they disappear, and there is no work done whatsoever to try to save any of these animals or when it comes to these elephants to save the ivory. So. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I would find no joy in hunting down uh, this animal. And, and I know that for me, animals are in different categories. You know, there are like elephants, seem, they're regal, they're intelligent, they're familial, you know, you do any sort of research on them. So like you, you look at certain categories, dogs, dogs to me are different than pigs. Sorry, like it just, it just is. And, and I know I have friends that are vegetarian and vegan. They're like, why would you, you know, all sentient beings are the same. And it's like, intellectually, I know that, but emotionally, I don't know that. So uh, I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. So for Botswana, I, th- I think it's right that this, this new government is going for a money grab. They're doing this. I do not understand the folks that this is what turns them on. That I'm going to go and pursue this animal. I think if you if you want to make this like a thrill sort of thing. And allow the animal to pursue you to put your gun right. down and allow it to be a fair fight. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying if you're going to, if I'm going to go lion hunting and I don't have like a 50 caliber weapon that I can, uh, you know, take that animal out at 300 yards. And the lion has a fair chance of taking you out? Right. So if it's like, okay, wow. we're going we're gonna to have a contained space here. We give you a permit to hunt this lion. You can take a knife uh, and some binoculars or whatever. Like, go hunt that lion. And some boots. You get you get uh, right. And some boxer shorts. So sure. you get boxer shorts. You get a pair of boots. You get a knife and some binoculars. And some binoculars. Like, <laughs> knock yourself out. I wonder who's going to win that fight. Right. So like, there you. But, but on the other hand, the lion doesn't get boxer shorts. It doesn't get a knife. Uh, doesn't get boots and doesn't get binoculars. So right, I, so I, I might have said binoculars twice. I don't know. So if, if, if you're hunting, like it, it, hunting, when you see people in other cultures where it's like, if we don't take an if we don't take that deer, then my family's going to starve or the village is going to starve. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on board with like, hey, when when the Native American tribes say we're going to fish our, our fishing quota and we treat the animals with respect, we're going to eat these fish. This is this fish, uh, you know, feeds the tribe that that that's been going on for thousands of years. OK, I get that. See, and I'm not even OK with that if there aren't enough fish, because sometimes maybe there's not enough fish for the tribe either. Uh, and what I appreciate here in the Pacific Northwest is it seems like the tribe cares about that. 
And I think we have to be really careful. Just because you have the rights to do something doesn't mean that you should go ahead and do it when it comes to specifically overfishing here. So, so I think we're going to see this go through. I think you're going to see people that uh, want to go on these hunts and photograph the hunt and put it out there in, in, in the internet. And there's going to be death threats. Uh, last time this happened with a lion, if you remember, it, it just went bonkers online. So, Do you I, remember there was a dentist who did this one time and then... Uh, the photos were online, and I th- I think he ended up taking his own life. There were there were death threats. It was crazy. I know his. Uh, I I believe that his office was shut down as a result of this, of uh, just all the Facebook hatred that came at him. And then I believe at some point he ended up uh, he ended up killing himself. So there's just so much pressure. So I would wonder. Yeah, I don't I, know why you'd want to kill an elephant. I don't know. I don't get that either. I don't know why you'd want to kill a perch. So. Talking to the wrong guy over here. Hey, coming up uh, on the Ron and Don show, I grew up in the church, and I grew up a lot around a lot of priests, a lot of altar boys. In fact, uh, some of my friends were actually, they had been abused by priests uh, in New Mexico. And in fact, a lot of the abuse we became aware of was a result of something happened on 60 Minutes that happened in New Mexico. And then it just all began to unravel then. A lot of people thought this current Pope, when it came to looking at men and women and saying, yeah, you know what? You should be married. Or when it comes to men and men, uh, you should have a partner. Or when it comes to women being priests, maybe there'd be an opportunity for that in the Catholic Church. Because the Catholic Church is aging. What do they do? What do you do? Because the older population, they're the ones that are paying the bills. But it's the younger population that you have to attract if you want to have a church 50, 100 years from now. So let's talk about that next. It's the Ron and Don Show. We are back in one minute. Episode number 66. Yeah, it's Ron and Don. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ronanddon.com. Episode 66 of the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for listening, you guys. And thanks for sharing this on your social channels. Also, thank you to Erica Coleman. Uh, she just gave $5 a month. She's going to sponsor the Ron and Don Show for the rest of the year. Thanks to you. Uh, Nick Dugovich, he just gave $5 a month. Judy Bug just gave $5 a month. And our good friend, Mike Hightower. Our thanks to Mike Hightower. Mike will always remember mom. Just give a $100 gift. One-time gift. You can do that, too, by going out to glow.fm slash Radio. That's glow.fm slash Radio. I found this to be really interesting. It's a, a story from the failing New York Times about uh, Pope Frank, as I call him. And, you know, I went to Italy. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's Francis. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. What was it? What was it? Were you, were you overwhelmed? Were you overwhelmed or were you were you underwhelmed by, by it? Like, for instance, when I went to the Grand Canyon, I thought I was going to be underwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Carlsbad Caverns, thought I'd be underwhelmed, overwhelmed, right? Niagara Falls, little underwhelmed. Really? I, was, I thought Niagara Falls was great. Little, li- just a little underwhelmed by Niagara Falls. Little underwhelmed by. What about you? You know, the, I, I, it was mi- the, the reaction to the Vatican and uh, Rome. I mean, first of all, Italy is just gorgeous and beautiful and the food and the people and everybody are amazing. 
I had to, it was uh, a, a rapid toggling back and forth where you'd be in awe of something uh, as you're walking. Like, for instance, the, the one that always sticks in my brain, going to this art gallery in the, in the Vatican, and you're like, oh my God, like priceless works of art this is amazing, and the architecture and the building and the grounds. And then I see a little plaque that says, this, uh, this gallery maintained from the donations of the, of the Milwaukee, USA diocese. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Hmm. It's like this is the richest religious organization in the world by far, and you're asking the hardworking purple people of Milwaukee to pay an additional tithe to take care of this 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 wing. Maybe they want to. Maybe they maybe maybe you're not asking them to. Maybe, maybe they're given the opportunity. So to do I that. had that thing. It, it's it, like when you when you sponsor a piece of the highway to keep that clean. It's not because you have to. It's because you because you want to. So. I know, but my point being is like they're. Why are they taking donations? They're the richest landholder. And, I Dude, mean, have you ever been thing. to a Catholic service to take donations like five times? I understand. What's the matter with you? I understand. And that, yeah. that was the thing that toggled back and forth. Yeah, that's why they're the so, richest because they're always taking donations. Please. So when Pope Francis uh, came to power, uh, it was really believed that he was going to be very liberal. Uh, he was the first Latin pope, is the first Latin pope. And so he was going to be very progressive on a lot of issues. And so one of the things that just was proposed to him is they uh, said they went to the, the pope and they said, listen, we're having a very hard time filling positions in a lot of the Amazon basin. So uh, Catholicism is growing fastest in Latin American countries. We would like to, here's a proposal. We're going to allow in certain regions, not everywhere, not worldwide, not in Europe, but just for right now, a pilot program uh, in the Amazon basin where you can have married men be ordained as Catholic priests. They can fill these outposts that we're having difficulty filling. And then, uh, and we're just going to see how it goes. And so many people thought that Pope Francis would be like, I'm familiar with this, this uh, territory. Uh, when I was a Cardinal, is it a Cardinal? The, the, or Bishop, Bishop, when he was the cardinal, cardinal yeah. of, of this region, he That's knows right. the struggles that they're having there. So they thought, oh, he's going to approve this, and it's going to be a slippery slope then. Next thing you know, anywhere that we're having problems filling an outpost, you can just ordain someone that's married. Uh, next thing you know, there's going to be women that are ordained. So people, the conservatives, push back really hard against this. And he, some people are saying that he bowed to the pressure. And he signed a, a, a 97-page document that said, I am not going to allow married men in the Amazon to serve as priests. What I want to happen is for us to get uh, more priests worldwide, and then we're going to assign priests to the Amazon basin from the outside in. Yeah. And, and, and people were very shocked by this. Well, I think, I see, I think he's, I, I, I think in a lot of ways, he faces what the Supreme Court in the United States faces. And I've heard Ruth Bader Ginsburg talk about this before because some of the things that she'll vote on every once in a while, the way that she'll vote kind of surprises you. And she votes to the right, and you're like, wow, I thought she'd always be coming to the left. And when you hear her in unguarded moments, she will sit there and express that, hey, we want to make sure as a Supreme Court that we don't get too far out in front of America. So if we feel like... Uh, we as the United States of America and we as a Supreme Court, if we're doing something that is going to push things 10, 15, and really where, where America is going to progress to 20 years down the road, 
Uh, we want to make sure that we're kind of in lockstep. It's okay to be out front, but we don't want to be too far out front. I think this Pope is facing the same thing. I think this Pope, given his druthers, given his personal bias this evening, I think he would allow women to be priests. I think he'd allow men to be priests. I think he'd allow men and women and couples to be priests. I think he'd allow men to marry uh, men and women to marry women. I I don't know if he'd go that far. I think personally he would allow all that, but he can't. Because if he did that, he would blow the church apart. And if you blow the church apart, a couple things happen. We just talked about the finances of the church. You blow those finances apart. And where a lot of the finances come from in the Catholic church, and it's one of the reasons why you can walk into, you can walk into Catholic churches all over the country that used to be full, and now they sit empty. They sit empty, but the few folks that are still coming, they still write very big checks, right? And people in my family that have gotten older, those are some of those folks and some of those family members that they continue to give to the church. The church at some point, though, is going to have to figure out. They're going to have to figure out a way not only to attract younger constituents, but also to attract men and women that want to come and be priests. You think about the word priest. The word priest is meant to be a bridge builder. That's what the word means, to be a priest, to be a bridge builder. And why can't a woman be a bridge builder uh, versus a man? Why does it have to be a man? And everyone says, well, it's because it's in the likeness of Christ. Um, I think when God looks at us, man, woman, does that that matter? Does that matter? It sure matters to the church. It matters to the finances of the church. But at the end of the day, by relying on men and only men within the church, that's why the Catholic Church almost went broke in New Mexico, for instance, where they would pass a basket, and I would sit in church when I was a kid, and the first basket would go by to pay for the bills of the congregation. second basket would go by, and you put money in there to pay the attorney's fees because the Archdiocese of New Mexico was being sued because of what Archbishop Robert Sanchez did to 16 boys in their sleeping bags on a camping trip. That broke on 60 Minutes. A couple of those boys were my friends in those sleeping bags. And as a result of that, then we saw the church become unglued throughout not only the United States, but throughout the world. And then we began to see, wow, there are men that are criminals that are hiding in the priesthood. And they are going out and they are damaging a lot of kids and specifically a lot of young boys and a lot of young men. That wouldn't have happened if there were women in positions of power that could check those men into the boards. And that's why I believe it's so important that women are a part of the priesthood too. If you see the Catholic Church grow and expand. At the end of the day, the Catholic Church does a lot of cool things around the world too, especially when it comes to feeding and taking care of the poor. So nonetheless, thanks for stopping by for episode number 66. We really appreciate you guys. And thanks for reaching out through Glow FM, glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. In fact, that's something that Batman just did. He gave $20. Really, Batman? Yeah, I know Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah, also Christy Jean, just gave, she gave $10 a month. And Judge Matthews, he just gave $5 a month. You can do that too by going to glow.fm slash Ron and Don Radio. Don't forget the show drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Ron and I, we are licensed realtors with Windermere. If you want to sit down with us... We'll sit down with you. We'd love to do that. It's a run and down sit down. You come to us, we come to you, and we talk about going on a real estate journey, buying, selling, investing, 
We'd love to go on that journey with you. Just reach out to Ron. Ron at Windermere.com. You can write me too. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. All right, that's 66, 67, 68. Yeah, it's coming up this week. It's Ron and Don only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You guys keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's G-Force O'Neill, brains of this operation, and the voice of the Ron and Don Show. Well, that's it. Show's over. We'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.